welcome to day 340, and it seems like a good round number, and uh, shaped by the Word. We're together for our third season. We've read through the story of the New Testament, and then we've covered the highlights of the entire scriptural story. And then we've come to this wonderful bridge between the Old Testament and the New Testament, and, you know, the, the prophets, uh, both those major prophets and minor prophets, those with extensive writings and those with just sharp, poignant, you know, uh, you know, oracles, you know, that are shaped and, and built and pointed, you know, toward us. And uh, these are perfect because they uh, give us a vision of what God desires to do and the greater work that he'll one day do in Christ. So it bridges us between Old Testament ritual and those rituals fulfillment you know, in the person of Christ. And we'll get a little bit of that today in Haggai. Haggai and Zechariah, the, you know, the, the uh, two minor prophets we'll be looking at, you know, this week. Uh, are part of the people who have returned from the exile, and there's only a handful of them. Uh, they're living in fear, and they're they're going back into old habits where they're more concerned with their lifestyle than they are concerned in honoring the Lord. And so Haggai is encouraging them uh, to put the Lord in his house ahead of themselves and their houses. So we continue in chapter 2. I'm Paul here with uh, Cindy, David, and Matt uh, as we uh, continue to read through the book of Haggai. Matt, do you mind lifting us up before we... Uh... Yeah, let's pray. Father, we ask as we um, spend time in your word um, that you would uh, visit us um, in, a, in a fresh way. We're reminded that your word is powerful. It accomplishes all that you desire in us and, and through us. And, and so we ask, Father, that you would search us. Um, you would convict us, comfort us, build us up. Um, and you would use your word to accomplish um, everything you desire in this time in us. Uh, we love you. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Hi, God. Chapter 2, we actually catch uh, the first phrase of our reading today from the last part of chapter 1, uh, but it clearly belongs with uh, this section. In the second year of King Darius, on the 21st day of the seventh month, the word of the Lord came through the prophet Haggai, speak to Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah, to Joshua, son of Jehozadak, the high priest, and to the remnant of the people, ask them, Who of you is left who saw this house in its former glory? How does it look to you now? Does it not seem to you like nothing? But now be strong, Zerubbabel, declares the Lord. Be strong, Joshua, son of Jehozadak, the high priest. Be strong, all you people of the land, declares the Lord. In work, for I am with you, declares the Lord Almighty. This is what I covenant with you when you came out of Egypt, and my spirit remains among you. Do not fear. This is what the Lord Almighty says. In a little while, I will once more shake the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry land. I will shake all the nations, and what is desired by all nations will come, and I'll fill this house with glory, says the Lord Almighty. The silver is mine, and the gold is mine, declares the Lord Almighty. The glory of this present house will be greater than the glory of the former house, says the Lord Almighty. And in this place, I will grant peace, declares the Lord Almighty. On the 24th day of the ninth month, in the second year of Darius, the word of the Lord came to the prophet Haggai. This is what the Lord Almighty says, as the priest, what the law says. If someone carries consecrated meat in the fold of their garment, and that fold touches some bread or stew, some wine, olive oil, or other food, does it become consecrated? The priest answered, no. Then Haggai said, if a person defiled by contact with a dead body touches one of these things, does it become defiled? 
Yes, the priest said, it becomes defiled. Then Haggai said, so it is with the people and with this nation in my sight, declares the Lord. Whatever they do and whatever they offer, there is defiled. Now give careful thought to this from this day on. Consider how things were before one stone was laid on another in the Lord's temple. When anyone came to a heap of 20 measures, there was only 10. When anyone came to a wine vat to draw 50 measures, there were only 20. I struck all the work of your hand with blight, mildew, and hail, yet you did not return to me, declares the Lord. From this day on, from the 24th day of the ninth month, give careful thought to the day when the foundations of the Lord's temple were laid. Give careful thought. Is there yet any seed left in the barn? Until now, the vine and the fig tree, the pomegranate and the olive tree have not borne fruit. From this day on, I will bless you. The word of the Lord came to Haggai a second time on the 24th day of the month. Tells Zerubbabel, governor of Judah, that I am going to shake the heavens and the earth. I will overturn royal thrones and shatter the power of the foreign kingdoms. I will overthrow chariots and their drivers. Horses and their riders will fall, each by the sword of his brother. On that day, declares the Lord Almighty, I will take you, my servant Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, declares the Lord, and I'll make you like my signet ring, for I have chosen you, declares the Lord Almighty. You have the you know, the sad prospect of the people who have come back, and as they've come back to the land and, and finally do rebuild the temple, uh, and, and they look at it, it does not nothing compared to the glory you know of solomon of course these are uh, people have meager resources uh they're living in oppression you know all around they're under the rule still of persian kings in adarius and uh, what they're able to build is is not near that glory but you know god promises that there'll be a greater glory mm-hmm. and of course having just come out of ezekiel we've seen that greater glory of the future temple and of course as we read revelation we see even a greater glory you know of a future temple that you know is not as jesus would say you know destroy this temple in three days and Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll raise up a temple not made by human hands. And, of course, that's what we finally see is the temple and the land or a gift from God, far more grand you know, than anything we could imagine. But for the moment, it has to be you know, very discouraging for these people. They find themselves almost in a place uh, their ancestors were. They were equivocating back and forth. Do we honor God? Do we pursue you know, our own protection and our own gain? And, and, of course, Haggai is speaking in the middle of that. You have this wonderful image of a signet ring, uh, which is a representative of authority. And he says, rubbable, I, I will make you my signet ring. Mm-hmm. And in Jeremiah, I can't remember which king it was, but we had the removal of the signet ring as they went into exile, you know, just to kind of mm-hmm. kind of fun to see in this restoration, you know. And, and of course, in Zerubbabel, we see, obviously, he makes his way into, you know, the, the line of Jesus but to just see this restoration that's coming. Um, I mean, I guess backing up before that, I always find in this passage, you know, God saying, you know, so it is with his people, this nation in my sight, whatever they do and whatever they offer is defiled. You know, they're a defiled people. And yet mm-hmm. he's like, hey, give careful thought to this. I'm going to bless those people. And just to see the blessing that, that God desires to give to his mm-hmm. people, even here, is not dependent upon them. Yeah, their ability to clean themselves up or to not be defiled. They're defiled mm-hmm. people, and yet the Lord has set his affection on them and chooses mm-hmm. to bless them. Uh, and, and that is a basic principle from the law. Mm-hmm. Whenever you know something that is sacred, touch something that is profane, mm-hmm. then that which is sacred becomes profane. 
and obviously, mm-hmm. you know, the, the vice versa. We only see that reversed, you know, in Jesus. Mm-hmm. Where Jesus, the sacred one, when he touches what is defiled, what is defiled becomes, you know, sacred. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we see a reversal of the law, you know, that all things, you know, all things that our Lord touches are indeed made clean. Mm-hmm. And you see that, you know, in, in the woman, you know, with the issue of blood mm-hmm. who comes and touches mm-hmm. him, and the, and the crowds are shocked. Because normally that would have defiled Jesus, but in this particular case, it made the woman whole. Yeah. No, I love getting to see, you know, because time and time again, and we talk about it, but all of Scripture pointing to Christ, and even as we're reading Haggai, we're seeing all those images come across, and, mm-hmm. and man, you know, the endless riches of Scripture, we get to see it time and time. And of course, I remember, you know, from the last, you know, few chapters of Ezekiel from 40, you know, on to the end of 48, you know, we also see the restoration of the prince or, you know, the Davidic ruler. And of course, as Matt, you know, hinted at a while ago, Zerubbabel falls in that line. He is of the tribe of Judah and representative of the promise, you know, that God has given David. So the signet ring, you know, that uh, Zerubbabel has Mm -hmm. is one that will be passed ultimately to the Messiah, Mm -hmm. who will be the prince of the people. So he points forward as a son of David to the true son of David. Well, and I think it's fascinating that, you know, when, we, when we've met the rule at this point, he's been called like the governor, you know, or he's been called something. But then when God desires to, to kind of point us forward a little bit, he calls him my servant and he kind of links him back to, you know, Moses and David. And you think of that time where God says, you know, my servant, David. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and of course, ultimately to Isaiah 42, the coming yeah. of the servant of the Lord. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, strong images. No, they are. No, and in, in line with that thought of the images, just that we're talking very future. It would seem to me when he talks about the shaking of the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry land and all the nations and what is desired by all the nations will come. And that's just the idea of just that in gathering that all the nations will come at at that time. It's kind of, kind of cool to see that too. And and, and of course it, you know, he's just opposing that against silver and gold then most of what we desire is, is silver and gold, but there's something that runs much deeper than that. Mm-hmm. You know, this is in the heart of all of us, and we say here at Christ Church, you know, what what God has provided for us in Christ Jesus is what we would want if we were smart enough to know what we really mm-hmm. wanted. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we pursue other things and think, you know, if only I had this, you know, my life would be complete. The only thing that can bring fullness and, and, and flourishing to our life mm-hmm. is 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 the person of Christ. So you see that, you know, just supposed what we really desire, not the silver and gold, which also belong to the Lord, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, you know, will we'll finally appear. Mm-hmm. Hmm. There's so much there. Yep, absolutely. David, why don't you close us with a word of prayer? Yeah, let's pray. Father, we do thank you for the reminders that your word brings. Um, and also for the way that your word convicts us and how it encourages us and is absolutely sufficient for all we need in this life. So thank you for the words of Haggai. Um, May we learn from them. May they encourage us. And may they uh, remind us of the true riches we have in Christ. We praise all in his name. Amen.